What's up, everybody? You're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller. And now you know Wrestling Cheers Worldwide. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking your break from all your worries, it sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and we all know you are gang-affiliated. And we are here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, Wrestling Cheers, where we talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio local independent wrestling scene, shows we've seen, shows we're going to see, and all the other craziness, or maybe even interviews that we can fit in on this particular podcast. But you can please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. You can email us, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. Without any further ado, I am your host. I am Heavy Set, and this week, trying to figure out who was going to be on with me, trying to figure out, you know, figuring out who's going to be on what episode's coming up. And I decided to get Ed number two back on this podcast. Hi, how you doing? No, I'm. I'm I, most people would be egotistical enough to argue who's really number one, or number two, but I'll take I'll take number two. Or when you say Ed from Pod Van Am, I say number two because the other Ed was on before you. Yeah. So it's Ed number one. Well, by seniority, I think he's Ed number one. I think he was born first. Yes, he is. I think he is older. He's he's older than me. I don't know how old he is, but he's older. Anyway, man, how's it going? It's good. It's going good. How's that? Uh, it was a great show. <laughs> like, I was going to say, how's Pod Van Dam? Oh, Pod Van Dam. Uh, well, I tweeted out today that we, we had an episode ready and then we ran into for the first time, like we've been doing the show for a couple of years. First time we ran into technical difficulties and the file is corrupted. So we got to re-record it. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to complain, but one time in three years, I can't really get too salty at. The only problem is it's the uh, episode. It's like. Uh, it, it's, it comes to a head a lot of what we've been talking about for months. And uh, I saw Poppy in Chicago. Yeah. And it's been like a big deal. And that's, that's what we talked about. So now I have to re-talk about that again. That's why I um I now record two copies. And it's not because I've ever got one corrupted. It's just more or less maybe one being somewhat better quality. And if I need to, I can record three times. Like the three, th- I have three individual recordings going just in case one screws up. And, uh, yeah, I've been, actually, I did a, I did a podcast a couple of years ago and I wasn't hosting it, but we were on Skype and I have a particular Skype recorder that goes on almost automatically. So I got on the call. I, I recorded it, most of it. I think all but the first maybe 15, 20 minutes or so of the actual podcast that was recording. And right after we were done, the guy who was recording accidentally hit delete. Oh, no. And he freaked the fuck 
out. And I was like, well, I got all but about the first 20 minutes. So we can record a new intro and like we could relead right into it. He was so pissed. He jumped off the call and I, we like, we had to record our own, but we made fun of him. We were like, yeah, um, this is re-recorded. And then we're going to get into the part later on where it's not it, like the original recording and all this stuff. So that's why, uh, the other guys and the host isn't on here. It's, it was fucking hilarious. Oh man. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it happen instantly right after like that'd be completely demoralizing that's why i now have another reason why i have two recordings going just in case something happens and i've even tried uh i there's a i don't remember which podcast it was that i do that i i, I decided to hook up my my mobile recorder that i use for interviews now because i can hook that up into my mixer and just record off of that which actually records really good quality the only problem is it records on a sound card, not a sound card, but a, you know, a little memory card. And then I have to take that and put it in my laptop and go through, you know, uploading it onto my laptop and then uploading it into my audacity to edit. Now I actually can record in audacity with what I have on my mixer. So I'm just like, screw it. This, this one's the easiest, but I still have like another uh, recording going just in case. Next day I W show, I'm going to have you tell me all that again. And I'm just going to write down all those notes. <laughs> it's, I think for me, it's more of a, a product list of stuff that I have. Cause there's, well, there's first and foremost, like for years, just cause now it's out there. This will be saved. But, uh, Pamela is a Skype recorder. That's the main one. I think a lot of people use that. It's the most dependable Skype recorder I've ever come across, except for there have been moments where they update Skype and then Pamela has to learn how to adapt their program to these newer changes. And it's, it's a vicious freaking cycle. I think right now Pamela only works with the desktop version of Skype. So like I don't have the new fancy looking Skype. I still have the regular, regular old Skype, but that's like a big one. But other than that, it's just, I have a mixer that has, um, I forget what, what it's called, but it plugs right into my computer. And because of this little thing, I can actually record on audacity while we're recording. Like it actually picks up your voice and everything instead of just, just my side. I need to know how you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the, the podcasting life. But anyway, Hell on Earth, 13. This is my first show back since Absolution. That's right, because you, you've you been gone for quite a while. Wait, yeah, no, I, had to, I had to skip uh, Russell Rager 2 because we had a uh, panel to do at MatsuriCon. Uh-huh. And then Cool as Ice is I just started at my new jobs and my new job and uh we had to work the saturday after so i couldn't really did, skip did you go to the th- end of the 36 cryonic chambers no no i didn't go to that either okay about six is dumb wait a minute you're missing one yeah so yeah yeah i missed three shows i didn't even think about the glacier show wow yeah because 36 chronic chambers and wrestle rager 2 were back to back and i actually didn't think i was going to make it to wrestle rager 2 but then turns out i, I was able to go which that was a, that was a crazy show. Oh no, I missed the death match. And I'm so sad. <laughs> oh. Where every light tube was broke except for I think two. One for sure, but I think two. And there were a lot of light tubes. No light tubes at Hell on Earth though. No, well, that's what sucks about Mount Carmel. No, no light tubes for us. But yeah, but we do have the pre-game and post-game prayers. I had so much fun with that because uh, right after the show, I did uh, the road home from wrestling, which you can hear on their their feed and everything. And I got to explain, like, these were new for those who obviously because this is a review episode and some people might not have went to the show. Or if you've ever been to Mount Carmel, I mean, it's it's a Catholic school. There's a lot of, you know, 
religious stuff around. And the first time since we've been going, there were these signs on the wall. One that was the pregame prayer. The other one was the postgame prayer, because this is, like I said, Catholic school in a gymnasium where there's basketball hoops and everything. So you figure some Catholic school basketball gets played there. And since this was up, this was a big deal. A lot of us seen it. And during which we'll get to the match later, during the Ethan Page, Dominic Green year before and after, they decided to read the pregame prayer and the postgame prayer, which, uh, shameless plug, you can find on the Wrestling Cheers Instagram page. Those were posted nearly immediately after it happened because, yeah, I had my video, my uh, phone out for that one. Well, I said uh, that I'm pretty sure this is possibly the first time since Vince Russo's Ring of Glory that an Amen chant happened at a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, there was that crazy Amen chant. Even the funny thing is, when someone had, I think when they first mentioned the pregame prayer, the postgame prayer, there was some booze. But <laughs> then turned in, there was like this Amen chant that went on afterwards. Yeah, I was, I was going to say like, who, who booze praying? But then I remembered the crowd that we were a part of. And I said, oh yeah, that's... That adds up. Uh, currently, Ed Ed Battis would be raising his hand <laughs> when he's listening to this. For those who don't know who who have heard Ed on here, he is an uh, atheist. So if, if anybody was booing it, I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, what what did you think about this show as a whole? And then pick a favorite match and or moment. Uh, I thought the show as a whole was a, a lot of fun. Like it was. It was a nice comeback. Like uh, for everybody else, it was nine weeks. But for me, it was, it was four months. Like so, this was like a perfect fun show to come back to. And uh, favorite match ended. It ended up being something which I didn't think it would be. And it was filthy Tom Lawler against Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of beat each other up. It was cool. It was real cool. I strongly think that Filthy Tom Lawler is a potential future AIW champion, whether it be intense or absolute. I'm part of me is thinking absolute. Um, yeah, I, I very much felt that, especially after the main event ending, like the winner. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see Tom Lawler with taking that belt. Which we can get to that because that was my favorite moment. It was it was ascribed on the road home from wrestling how most of the event, like up until the main event, I was like a normal fan. Sitting there watching it, you know, maybe I had obviously had my phone out on Instagram a lot, taking some like really qu- quick videos and qu- tweeting out results, just my normal everyday self. Then that main event hit and I hit a switch. I went crazy. I went nuts uh, from Tim Dons coming out through the crowd or coming out the entranceway, but then walking around through the crowd. And then I get on my chair and, you know, kind of start not chanting, necessarily chanting in his face, but, you know, looking down at him while chanting. And then we had a little minor uh, back and forth. I saw that. That was, that was, and, uh, Caden's grandpa, John, he got a really good picture of me looking down at him. And, uh, I know I've posted that, I think on my Twitter and Instagram, just cause I think it, it, it's so good. But there was that, me going nuts. I, I, Dan near getting in a fight with, uh, Kenny Wang Yang or whatever his fucking name is. Kenny Wang. Um, cause uh, him chanting for Donst, <laughs> no matter what he would do, I would chant back in, uh, you know, for Gage. And there was like a couple of times that he like hurled insults or something towards me from the back. And like, I turned around and like yelled shit back. I know I said I would take my foot and shove it up his fucking ass or something like that. Just being this different person. And that, I mean, that match was fucking crazy. We can get into it more later, but the end with Nick Gage becoming the AIW absolute champion, that moment of the night, 
Uh, it's great to see what this storyline has turned into. Like I've, I've been a you know, big fan of them coming into this, uh, you know, obviously calling for the absolution return and boom, he, he came back, came back at cool as ice too. And now we're here and I'm curious of what we have next with them and what's next for gauge. Does Dons get a rematch? Does someone else step up? Do we who and who? Because there's so many actually really good opponents in AIW for Nick Gage. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted him to win. Besides my rivalry with Tim Dons, it's kind of just fresh and like, okay, some of the new champion, especially like Nick Gage, a polarizing figure. What are some really good matches we could have with them? Uh, Tom Lawler. I think we, yeah, we already talked about that. That'd be great. I'm just trying to think like who could get in there and really like slug it out because, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to keep up with them on like the hardcore level. So I'm figuring like just tough bastards, just big, tough bastards like Eddie. Eddie, Eddie is one. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie would be, that'd be really, really cool. Um, uh, Eddie, like we said, obviously said filthy. I think if they wanted to have the match, you could have Dom. You could have... That'd be a really cool uh, Tequila Jack's main event. Yeah. Like, could you imagine them brawling around that bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. And then, obviously, still a perfect contender for the title, Tracy Williams. Or Tracy Smothers. <laughs> or Tracy Smothers. Tell me you wouldn't want to see that. Oh, my God. I don't know. Could, could, could Nick Gage handle the promo battle with... Trace? Okay, here's, here's how it goes. Tracy Smothers... It's it's Survivor Series last year, like redone. He runs through Kikataro in like five six seconds, and then he challenges Nick Gage, and then then we go into the Sid show, and that's our main event: Smothers and Nick Gage. That'd be a fun one off. Like it would be. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm mostly now just excited. Like who would be a good Tequila Jack's main event for Nick Gage? Like what would be really weird? Like Mance. Oh, well, th- th- yeah, Mance and Tracy. Hands- I mean, that's a that's a father and son duo. Here, here, here's the match. Here's the match. Tracy Williams, not Tracy Williams, but uh, Tracy Smothers, wrong Tracy. <coughs> Tracy Smothers and Mance Warner versus Dick Justice and Philly Collins. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Can we get a, like a show on Father's Day and have that as the main event? Oh, man. And if you talk, if you toss uh, Duke and DCR in there. <laughs> yeah, that's. That would be a good one. It's almost like my friend's uh, one wrestling idea where everyone just passes gimmicks down. So, like, still to this day, we'd have Sting versus Hulk Hogan, but there'd just be, like, two different people playing Sting and Hulk Hogan. Oh, God, I meant just that. I, uh, like, I want it to happen, so, <laughs> but I know it's the worst idea ever, but, like, that's why I want to see it played out. Who would be today's Hulk Hogan? Would it be Roman Reigns and John Cena? Ooh. Braun, no, Braun sounds exactly <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. I would you ever ha- heard, like, Braun's, like, speaking voice? Yeah, I, he sounds just like Hulk Hogan. A little. I was thinking more. I mean, if if there would be a hand me down gimmick for him, that's Andre. Yeah, yeah. So in a sense, could that mean Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman is the new well, Ro- Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant? Well, Roman Reigns, I think, would be Diesel. See, I've said that for years. I know people who compared kept wanting to compare Roman Reigns to Lex Luger. Like, what? Like, no, oh, he's way more Kevin Nash than I'm, Lex Luger. I'm like, yeah, he's he's way more Kevin Nash. Even like the title reign, which I mean, I grew up. I mean, I like Diesel. I, I mean, I'd Kevin be, Nash is one of my favorites ever. I, I like Diesel enough to become a truck driver. <laughs> That's what inspired you, Diesel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, side note: in, in another match, uh, 
There was a thing that AJ Gray posted oh, like a month or two ago, like about how people with uh, fingerless gloves are like douchebags or something. He's like, there's no reason to wear fingerless gloves. He said minus, you know, like MMA gloves. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm wearing mine to hell on earth. And literally, like during his match, I warmed the whole fucking time and taunted him about it just because just and I, I even said like when i became a truck driver i kind of bought one like within the first couple months because i was like kind of want one kind of want a good pair so that's why i own a pair do i wear them not really but to, what about to what troll about, him like, power lifters there's lots of people who can wear fingerless gloves seen kids <laughs> um I don't know. I, st- I mean, I still like fingerless. I think I don't know. Like, I rem- I'll never forget growing up in the the mid '90s, being a wrestling fan, and like two of them things in the merchandise catalog that I always used to ogle over: uh, Shawn Michaels' red gloves and Diesel's black gloves. I used to want a pair so bad because I like them both. That's your like. That was your go-to WWE sh- or WWF shop zone item. Like, that's what you wanted. <sighs> What's I mean that what's your dream shop zone item? Like everybody had one. Like the one you would look at and be like, man, if only. Uh hands down, number one, Bret Hart Shades. Okay. And then when I met him in I don't know, was that two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve when he was in uh Indiana, he was selling like a bunch of pairs and I'm like, Oh, I have to buy one. Like, I mean they're not the same, but they're close enough. And like yeah. I uh I have it packed up right now, but I know not this past Halloween, but the Halloween before that, Gregory Iron was looking for a pair to borrow to be Hank Williams Jr. for Halloween. I was like, <laughs> all right, like these are sacred to me. Please bring it back. But you can use mine and actually deliver it to him. That was, but uh, hands down, that had to be my number one. A close second, if I like, could go back and buy something else, it has to be, the, and it's a combo, the Shawn Michaels hat, glasses, and gloves because that you could buy them as a combo oh wow other than that i mean i would love to have some of those shirts back then yeah the, the print all over shirts that they're starting to like remake again but just like of newer wrestlers like the the razor one the Shawn michaels one and the brett one those are the three that i i think there was an undertaker but those are the three that i vividly remember. oh there was for sure an undertaker one because i uh i saw it so many times on white trash mom's when I was in Biddy Wrestling as a kid for like two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many moms had that Undertaker shirt. His eyes were rolled in the back of his head and he had his like flat bill hat on and his hand out. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, mine is, uh, it's so I have two and uh, I'll start with the second one first. It's not really as important. In like the uh, fall 97, I ordered a cane mask. Yes. Okay. And uh, they sent, so I, I was really excited to get it. And I got a letter in the mail from Titan Sports and it was a check back for my money. Because they did not anticipate how many people were going to order cane masks. So I got my $7 back. And, like, part of me wishes I would have never, like, I wouldn't got my 7 bucks from a bank. I wish I wouldn't have. Like, now I wish I would have just kept that check with my name on it from Titan Sports. That would have been so cool. I had, I did have a pair. I had, I had not a pair, but I had a, a cane mask. I actually had two. Yeah. And I remember one of them, a, a friend of mine, like, shot with a BB gun. <laughs> So I would wear I'd wear the damaged one uh, closest to my face, or whatever. Then I put the other one on top of it. Uh, but besides the cane mask, it's something I talked to thrift store jobber about at the show. I want a dude love shirt, which so I was, bad. I, I was meaning to talk to thrift store jobber, but I never got a chance. Like I was either talking with someone else, or there's one point I was like, "Where's thrift store jobber?" Because I didn't I didn't realize until like Absolution what he looked like. Yeah. To me, he was just a face, and then I realized, and even I I, I said to I think Peyton Vince, I was like, "That's thrift store jobber," and he's like, "The Davy Vega look alike," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> this is the guy that I've thought like I have I have a picture and I could pull it up on Twitter. I took a picture of what we now know as thrift store jobber and sent it to Davy Vega, and I'm like, "Is that you?" Oh, it's like the CM Punk clone. Almost, yes. 
I thought of a, a third one that okay. might actually go above them because I, so I think when I had the catalog and what was my favorite and those were, I mean, it was right around 95, 96 when I had my subscription and I, those are the ones I saw the most of that I always want, especially the Bret Hart shade. But really close to that would be the late 90s, Kane's first official shirt, the Kiss My Ash shirt. <laughs> oh, God. I wanted that one so bad. I had the, I had the Walmart version, which it, I think it was the same thing. It said it said Kane, and then it had kind of like a cross in between the A and the N, and all yeah, like okay, it was burnt. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the on the, the official WWE shop one, I can't remember if it was front or back. It said "Kiss My Ash." Loved, always wanted that shirt. I'm like a weird encyclopedia of knowledge from like of Kane from like his debut till about 2002 or 2000. Yeah, is that when he came back? And yeah, like did the Kane or Rooney? Somewhere around that. Yeah, that's when Kane died for me. <laughs> my everything from like Michael Myers Kane debut up until like Kane was my dude for a long, long time. One of my favorite things about Kane that I wish would have went this way is my favorite theme is the unused theme by Typo Negative that they just I mean it was still called the Firebird. What you didn't know about this? No. Oh, yeah, uh, I because th- I this is what I, if I'm correct is what happened. Jim Johnson, WWE, WWE Music, whatever was trying to find someone to cover think Kane's theme. So they they asked a whole bunch of artists to send in their version and Typo Negative was one of them. They were denied and I think that's when they picked up the Finger 11 uh, slow I think it's called slow chemical. I don't think it's called chemical yeah, slow. It is. The lyric is chemical slow, but it's slow chemical. Um I guess Peter Steele, the lead singer of Typo Negative, was so like heartbroken about it. And then a couple years later, uh, I forget, what, yeah, it was the bonus disc of the special edition "Life Is Killing Me" album. They they released it on their own. You can find it on YouTube. Um, it's so good. Like, there's no vocals in it whatsoever. It starts off with uh, that that throat singing. Okay. And then got some drums kick in, and then the organ kicks in, and then it's pretty much a typo negative version of Kane's theme. If you get a chance, look it up. Oh, I definitely will. It is. Like, when I first heard that, I was like, I like Slow Chemical until now, because this is so much better. Because I guess one of the, actually one of the biggest things is when WWE said to all these uh, bands, like, we want you to create a version of Kane's theme, they said, we don't want any lyrics. So they said, okay, no lyrics. And then the version they picked had fucking lyrics. That's, I guess, what, what? really that's what really pissed uh, Peter Steele off. Oh, man, just randomly before we get into the review <laughs> of the show, uh, I want to thank you for telling me about those episodes of Jerry Lawler's podcast. You are welcome. I've, I'm listening to uh, – I don't – okay, so I'm, I'm super into Andy Kaufman, and I have been since I was like a kid. Uh, so I don't want to like listen to him all at once and binge him, so I've been listening to one a day since you told me about him. Mm-hmm. And I just got done with the David Letterman episode. Cuckoo. And even as a – oh, right? <laughs> uh, but even as like a giant Andy Kaufman fan, I didn't know there was more than one match. Yeah, that same. And thing. now I need to like I need to see these. I need to see these other Jerry Lawler ending Kaufman matches. I have always wanted to do this, and I, I finally pulled the trigger recently. But I need the other shoe to fall for it to make be perfect. I always wanted to wear a the Andy Kaufman shirt, the intergender champion. Intergender right now by my my uh, closet. It's easy for me to find my shirt. Women's wrestling champion of the world. <laughs> I bought one of yeah. those from Pro Wrestling Tees, and I've been waiting to wear one to girls' night out. Oh yeah, just for shits and giggles. And I really wanted it to be when Shayna was champion because. <laughs> That would just she be still fun. is. I mean, she, she still, still is. is. Yeah, but she's come on. We, we don't know. We don't. But I'm holding out hope. But as as of right now, there's no proper plans for a girls' night out, which sucks because I really want to. I'm gonna eventually. I'm gonna eventually wear it. Like, um, 
I appreciate Girls Night Out so much more now after going to Shimmer. Like, Girls Night Out were always one of my favorite shows, but now, like, after going to Shimmer, like, I love Girls Night Out so much more. Because it's not seven hours long? Exactly, because it's not seven hours long. That's 100% why. Oh my god, what a long show. The funny thing is, Girls Night Outs are normally the the shorter shows. Yeah, they're like two hours, man. (laughs) With an intermission, it's two and a half. <laughs> they go by so quick. I always liked Girls' Night Out. Uh, it was always a, a break from regular AIW storylines, and then they were going to bring in technically C all the time. Yeah. Like, um, Especially, like, yeah, like, you can't fit all those women. Like, they're not all going to be women's title contenders. No. Like, the only time we're going to see Kira Hogan is on a Girls' Night Out. I want I want Shotzi to come back. I really like her. Yeah, me too. I think she's going to get like so much bigger in the next couple of years. Do you know who I want? Of- like my dream girls night out get is now after Shimmer. Who? Soraya Knight. Yeah. She is fucking terrifying. I I I feel like Paige's family owes AIW now. Yeah. <laughs> With uh naming the the stable <laughs> the absolution. absolution thing. I I haven't watched SmackDown yet, but I uh we did speak and you said you did. I kind yeah. I, I wanted uh the the SmackDown version or whatever because they didn't they go with Riot Squad or no? Yes. Okay. That that's funny because I've been saying Riot Squad ever since they came up with that name. So I'm really happy they did that. But I was as a joke, I was thinking, can they be like like intense or just the whole Cleveland thing? Can they be Resolution? They have Absolution oh, Resolution. Wow, yeah. Can, can we do that? <laughs> Obviously, I knew they wouldn't go that route. But um, yeah, I feel like Soraya Knight could come in. You know, help. Actually, she was supposed to. I totally forgot about that. Was she? Yeah. Uh, this is Rodney Caden. Uh, it was like 2000. It was before the move. I want to say 13. I, I could definitely be wrong. She was booked and then she had to cancel. Like, luckily, it was like early on. Like, they announced it and then like so many weeks later, I believe. Because I'm like, ooh, that's really cool. Like, go meet Paige's mom. And then they had to cancel. Cause I, don't, I don't even remember who she went up against or was supposed to if they announced. What if we. I, I want uh, Soraya Knight versus. To Neil. Oh, uh, yeah, she's not Emma. We can't call her Emma. Uh, like, I th- why not? I think she's gonna you know? steal. I think she's gonna steal the show. Uh, Emma? Steal the show. Steal. I don't. Wait, what? Is that her last name? No, she stole that. that oh, yeah. As a, as a joke. Way over my head. Yeah, she did. I completely forget. Uh, so people, anytime somebody brings that up on a podcast and listen to after they released her, it like hit me like it was news every time. I'm like, oh god, yeah, that did happen. It seems like it was so long. <laughs> she was there. such a non-entity her entire time on that roster that like I just forget news about her. It'll be it'll be cool to see what she does on the independent scene. Uh yeah, I hope she's a good wrestler. <laughs> I don't even I don't even have proof that she is. And I know everyone will point to NXT, but like man, when you're in there with like Asuka and Paige and people like it's hard not to be good. So I I don't know. Like I'm not saying she isn't. I'm just saying I have no point of reference. I have nothing to point at to be like, wow, this was an amazing Emma match. Yeah, like she never really had any matches like that. But I don't think it's necessarily her fault. I think it's just it's uh she's right now like the the buzz she has is the equivalent of me with uh the 60 minute draw Kenny Omega Okada match. Uh-huh. Where like I just I don't get the buzz. I don't get it. Like I, I, I just, like I'm sure she's good. It's just like that Okada Omega match. Yeah, it's it's really it's good, but I don't I don't get where anyone's like, wow, this is like it's Emma, man. 
Like, it's Emma. I always liked how she kind of trans uh, transitioned from gimmick to gimmick. And even though they, they were slight altercations, but I, my favorite was when she went heel. Mainly because I liked her music. Some I've, I've noticed I, when they take somebody's theme and make it heel, as weird as that sounds, like making music heel, but like trying to like make a, a song sound evil, sound bad, or more attitude, okay. whatever you want to say. Yeah. Like, sometimes sometimes it's really good that you actually look at the other one theme and go, yeah, it really wasn't that good. Like I, was <laughs> oh, thinking, I just, I just want to clarify, like, I don't, I'm not saying bringing emma in is a dumb idea or like i don't get why like no i totally get it like she's got a she got a ton of buzz yeah like i get it like it's a super super smart idea by aaw and i totally get it i'm just saying i personally i don't get you know how some people are like i don't get the bullet club at all yeah it's like that like i just don't get the buzz behind like emma's back on the indies I think it's more or less the her buzz just from leaving WWE. I wish which some, I, wish... I can get. It's like Jimmy Jacobs right now, which I'm sure like the WWE thing is a lot of the buzz with Jimmy Jacobs. We'll get into it when we talk about that match. Not the buzz for me with Jimmy Jacobs. Like I can, I cannot be happier that Jimmy Jacobs is back in indie wrestling. I think the thing with Jimmy Jacobs was the fact that he wasn't a wrestling talent. So when he got released, he could do whatever he wanted the next day, which is unthinkable right now in WWE. Just because we have so many wrestlers who... Right, the only other... Like, basically the only other people who can do what Jamie Jacobs did right now is Adam Pearce and Sarah Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Oh, could you imagine? They got rid of oh. freaking Sarah Del Rey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, would I don't say think that's they will. Nick Gage should face for the absolute <laughs> title if that happened right away. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to ever happen, but... Oh, no. No, they're not that dumb. No, I don't think she's... I don't say she's not dumb. No one involved is that stupid. <laughs> I th- I'll say I think Sarah is a very professional person and is one of those people, even when she's been on WWE television from, you know, like Total Divas and everything, she always seems to be one that wants to be in the background. Like, she doesn't seem to be a person that wants to be out there, so I think she's definitely happy with where her life is right now. How do we get talking about Sarah Del Rey? That's what we do. <laughs> we could actually get into the um, results, and we actually started off with a unannounced match, and that was everybody's favorite show opener in AIW, Sean Schultz versus Matthew Justice. How'd you feel about this? Uh... <laughs> No, how do I feel? No, I felt nothing. Is what I felt. You don't like Sean Schultz or Matthew Justice? Um, so the thing with Matthew Justice, uh, I don't, I don't dislike Matthew Justice, but but I'm just waiting for him. It's like a Mike Tolar situation. Where, like I don't want to get emotionally invested. Oh, you're thinking he's gonna <laughs> go I, away or something? I, I just think at some point he'll he'll. I don't like. I don't know, man. I mean, he did have like a, he he's in that same WWE class of people. Out. It's like Ben Boone. I love Ben Boone. Like I don't. I just know not to get invested in my pro wrestling Ohio people because they're only around short term. I don't know. He's which I hope he stays. I, like Matt Matt Justice, like back in the like Ohio indie days that I like like I watched him and he was great. But I just I'm just worried. Like I don't know. And then Sean Schultz is. I can't stand. So why doesn't every anybody like Sean Schultz? I think the way that I, I described him on Friday night was he's like Tracy Smothers minus comedy, and obviously younger. He's like Tracy Smothers, except we don't hate him in a fun way. But he's like Tracy Smothers minus the comedy. Like he's the exact like Tracy Smothers was however old Sean Schultz is. I don't know. I don't want to undersell his age. I'm thinking maybe twenties. I'm hoping late forties and nearing retirement. <laughs> 
don't get it. Like, I mean, granted, like, Shunchels isn't a guy that, you know, you're going to tell everybody who's the, that's the, this is the next coming of freaking independent wrestling and he's going to be the savior and he's going to be future ROH champion and all this stuff. No, it's just like, eh, like, I think I yeah, like, he I'll just, tell you what it is. I'll tell you why people don't like Sean Schultz. It's because an AIW spot on a Mount Carnival show is a pretty like high level. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's covered in spot. And there's, like, people that we want to see that could easily be in Sean Schultz's spot. Like, you're telling me Matt Justice versus Mance wouldn't accomplish the same thing? But people oh. really like Mance. That's, that's the thing about... That's good! A- good! That means they would have been invested in what was going on. But that's the thing about... I don't think you- people hate Sean Schultz in a good way is what I'm getting at. I don't know. I, th- I think, I think I th- it's in a why are you booked here kind of way. But they still hate him. Is I- that good, though? Like, people hate Jeff Jarrett. I don't... <laughs> the good thing... Okay, this is the one good thing I'll get. I'll get, like... Good thing people hate Sean Schultz, and he's in he's in an opening match, so it's not like he's getting shoved down our throats. He's so I guess it's good. Now I get what you mean. It's good. We're all getting like it's nice to be all be on the same page at the beginning of the show. Really hating a person. He's he's Mister Show Opener. I hate him. So I, feel, I guess he's doing his job, right? Exactly. I feel like he's opened every show he's been on at Mount Carmel since Jaylet. Like even his Jaylet match. Like granted, like he's Johnny B. Bad in like 1994. <laughs> oh, does that mean he's going to be Leatherface in 20 years? <laughs> I hope he is literally Leatherface in 20 years. I hope he's working in Japan <laughs> as Leatherface. <laughs> he is Leatherface three, ready to just. I don't know. Ugh, Sean Schultz. Ugh. I'm more going, ugh, Mark Mero. Ugh. Ugh, yeah, him too. Because I think of what he looks like now. Ugh. <laughs> I like how he's a motivational speaker because it's like, who could look at you while you talk? <laughs> and then hear, uh, hear him in interviews talk about uh, his relationship with Brock and how that's... that's <gasps> Are they friends? Well, it's not that they're friends. It's Brock is the stepfather. To, yeah, yeah, to yeah. There, there's no issue. I mean, come on. I mean, are you going to have an issue if you were Mark Marrow? If your uh, children's stepdad was Brock Lesnar, are you going to like pick a fight with him? Are you going to be? I don't know. Are you going to be trying to? A long you... time growing up, I knew that Sable was his property. <laughs> uh, are Are you going to try to do your own version of Daddy's Home? <gasps> I don't think so. Have you seen Daddy's Home too? Yes, I have. I just saw the weekend. I heard it doesn't have enough. It's not as much John Cena as it was made out to be. Yeah, like he's on the the poster he's in the opening credits he doesn't come in until the last i want to say third it's not necessarily half it's third but they they do bring it home with him and uh it's only way i can describe the movie it's basically daddy's home christmas version and obviously with a new generation and they also get into the relationship of the kids and all the the different like parents and step parents and then they they bring in the grandfathers and all that it's actually pretty good is it a movie that you should run out to the theater right now and see i mean if you want a, a christmas movie to watch the theater yeah but other than that it's you can wait till it hits dvd it's not bad worth a watch uh i like john cena more than i like sean schultz <laughs> and that's saying something i don't know i, I like sean there's Sch- nothing wrong with the match like don't get me wrong yeah. there's it's not like sean schultz is bad i just don't like him i guess that's the point i guess he's good i guess he's good because i hate him well matthew justice did win uh, via a driving knee, so that's something to be happy about. Good. I would like uh, Matt Justice, uh, Joey Janela. I think Matt Justice would be that'd be a fun little intense does, title. Does anybody know small where, program where Joey Janela was? Just not booked. 
book somewhere he's else. In, he's in England. Oh, okay. So yeah, he, he's got his uh, big top show on December 1st. He's been over in England for like a week or two. Hopefully he didn't break his leg over there. <laughs> Him and Jody, Jody Flight switch and then, you know. Oh, Jody Flight is doing so good. We'll get to it. Uh, next up was the AIW in-ring debut of Magnum CK versus Mr. Fresh to Death, PB Smooth. And this was another uh, match I was looking forward to just because everything we've seen with the production, or should I say the birth of the production versus PB Smooth. And to qu- quick jump to the the re- result, Magnum CK did win via Spinebuster, but the production did play a factor. in. I can't see it right now, but I'm wearing my production shirt. I did not buy one. I really wanted to. I'm wearing my my WWE Loot Crate Finn Balor shirt from however many months ago. Uh, the only reason why I didn't buy those shirts, and this is how I'm going to be for wrestlers for a little while, because A, I'm trying to save up money to move, and B, I was like, oh, do you want to buy my shirt? Uh, Whatamaneuver.net. Wrestling shirts. <laughs> Go buy it. You can buy a hoodie, too. Go buy a hoodie. I'm waiting on mine right now. That's a different story, because I'm kind of pissed off about that. But buy your own at Whatamaneuver.net, because I did throw in that plug earlier. Oh, that was seamless. Oh, yeah. Professional. Uh, so I thought this was going into it. I thought this was going to be my first time seeing Magnum CK. Uh, it is not because I saw him at old wrestling and I did not know that that was him because he's a very convincing Italian mobster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. But like uh, one of my big things going into it, like literally one of the top two or three things I was excited about for Hell on Earth is getting to see Magnum CK because there's nothing more I like in wrestling more than a big burly bastard. And uh, this is just a, a big old burly bastard fight, and I loved it. I'm I'm curious to see where we go going forward with the production in PB. Cause yeah. It's, it's definitely not over. PB has not had a single victory in this. And through, you know, since Jaylet or Jaylet Weekend with Back in the Future Cup 2, PB Smooth, or should I say the production, has introduced new members or should I say formed in front of PB Smooth. And I kind of think PB Smooth is going to be next to start up his own group or at least get some people to go up against production. I don't know who it would be. Part of me is wanting Eddie in it. Yeah. Because I think Eddie would be fun in it. I don't know who else they would do. Philly Marino. Hmm. I'm so-so on that because I'm, I'm thinking just going up against his team. But Philly Marino, that's that's an interesting call. I didn't think about that. Only because they were booked for a match later on. And I was trying to think just people who weren't booked, period. But uh, what'd you think, Magnum CK? Well, this wasn't my first time seeing him either. Uh, I liked him. I like him as a part of the production. I feel like now it's a it's a full cast. Yeah, it's nice for those theater dorks to have a heavy. It's a very ironic statement. <laughs> only it because... is, but no, no, like no. they needed one. Do you know what I mean? No, because I was in theater, aka drama oh. club, and my name's Heavy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's why. It's why. It's also why part of me thinks like I appreciate their production. Is like, oh, I was I was theater dork in high school and like junior high. So I, I, I get it. And also, like, Derek Direction and Frankie Flynn, some big burly bastard that beats people up. How could you not get into that? Derek Director. Oh, yeah. Derek Director. Director. Yes. Which uh, I always love how well he plays with the audience. Like, I was just recording a quick Instagram video, and he turned around. He just looked, looked straight at the camera and just pointed out and said, shut up. <laughs> like, flawlessly. Which I know I said, I, uh, I don't know if he's, uh, oh, no, no. Yeah, he put it on his Instagram. I got super excited because I didn't know that he actually had a director's chair that he was sitting in. I thought it was just a chair at first from the angle we were sitting at in the bleachers. And then when he got up, I noticed it was a director's chair. I got very stoked. 
because of me being on the like, completely far side of the ring, I didn't even realize it was there until I think Frankie sat up. And I was like, oh, there's Frankie. Or if he was sitting on or whatever. I don't know. No, Derek's in there. I was, I was too busy watching the match to pay attention to everybody else. And, and, <laughs> there's uh, a lot happening. There really there was, was. There was a lot happening. So, yeah, uh, pretty much the question is, is what's next for PB Smooth versus the production? No way in hell this is over. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens at the next show at Wet Bandits. Oh yeah, it's this is definitely a uh, a, a uh, me, well, it's music links now. I keep saying Tequila Jacks. Yeah, yeah, clean. it's a, this is definitely a music links program that can keep going. Yeah, they could almost have a main event. Oh, uh, definitely. Of, if if, well, if it would have been like a a four on four, that'd be a that, solid music links main event. That, but I, I'm think that's what I was thinking. A the production versus PB Smooth and three mystery opponents. Because we've gotten some bigger names on those music link shows before. So yeah, Eddie, I want like. Eddie being on one of those wouldn't blow my mind. He's been on one of those. Sadly, I know we won't be getting Ethan Page because I asked him if he was, he was booked in that day. He's like, no, I'm booked. I forget where he said he was because I was like, oh, you don't want to be booked in AIW the same day Star Wars comes out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was so happy I went and saw the midnight showing. I'll be happy by the time this episode gets released because I will have hopefully seen a really good Infinity War trailer that I'm excited for. What's Infinity War? Oh, that's right. You don't watch. You Is this the one where the Avengers and uh, the Guardians are together? Every Marvel Okay, then yeah, because I love yeah. the Guardians movies. Well, it's like the Guardians, the Avengers. Yeah, so I'll see this because I love Big Dave. It still gets me. You don't like movies because they're long, but you'll watch. You'll go to a seven-hour Shimmer show. Seven. That killed me. Ow. That was so insane. Listen, I've I've watched like six hour, five to six hour New Japan shows, so I think that's my limit. Seven is when it's too much. I will never go to another Shimmer show again. <laughs> it was too much. That just leave. How, did they have one intermission or was it like multiple? They had one intermission. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's it has me questioning going to WrestleMania weekend this year. Really? I because that's gonna be because if I if I go, I'm gonna go by myself, so I know I'm just gonna be going to a bunch of wrestling shows. So I don't like now that I realize like oh wow, I watched seven hours of wrestling and I hated it. <laughs> See, I think when I went, the longest show was WrestleMania. And even okay, but yeah, but, but I'm gonna be going to multiple shows every day. Yeah. So it's gonna be more than seven hours wrestling probably but you're gonna you're gonna it depends on how they're they're set up because this is the thing that sucks about wrestlemania weekend i remember having to explain this to people even before i ever went you can't go to i know you can't go to every show because so many are going on that they overlap and when we went to the when i went to orlando there was one place where like you know flow slam and wwn had all their shows and uh, then there was the WrestleCon location and they were literally on opposite sides of orlando so it took half hour 45 minutes maybe to get from was that one, this year yeah to get from one okay yeah the only place we went to shows at was uh olay orlando live events <laughs> did nobody oh, else call it olay was that just no. me and my friends which that was it was so far out of the way but that but that was the best venue oh god that venue was great of uh, i seen evolve there and progress and that was the one that i just i filmed and then like i remember having to go from evolve to the wrestlecon super show and having to sit in bleachers in metal bleachers yeah so i was like mother this is so uncomfortable <laughs> especially after seeing two shows in this this better venue are you going to mania weekend this year no all right i want to I'm waiting for somebody to talk me into it. It's it's and so far nobody's been able to. For me, it's like I don't want to go to WrestleMania weekend. I would literally buy a one day round trip ticket to go down there, go to Supercard of Honor, turn around and come back. See, my whole thing is that I've figured out uh 
after going to Chicago for Shimmer, they're like, oh, instead of going to like WrestleMania and spending a bunch of money on that, I can do like maybe three or four smaller trips just to go see like different indies I want to see. So like that's my whole thing is like I can go to WrestleMania or like I can go to Scenic City Invitational and maybe I can go out to Long Beach for the New Japan show. Yeah, that's a big one. I'd love to go to that. I'd love to go to that. I know I want to do a trip to Toronto or actually Hamilton. I want to go to Alpha One. Me too. I need to get a I need to get a passport though. <laughs> Same thing. Um whatever i want to go to chicago for aaw at least once that's something we talked about i'd like to go back to chicago period because i want to go to portillo's which for those who have never been to chicago is the, one of the greatest places ever especially in chicago and the, the main dish that they have that i like is the italian beef sandwich but the best thing that they have on the menu is a chocolate cake shake and they literally take a piece of chocolate cake put them at the bottom of a cup put it in the shake and then mix it is delicious. Well, I don't want to twist your arm too much, but uh, <laughs> Poppy said she's going on another tour soon. So I only know who Poppy is through you, but I have no idea what her music <laughs> sounds like. Now, if if this particular group that I like would go on tour, and it would be a small tour, and if they went to Chicago, I would go. That's Epic Rap Battles of History. But they're currently on hiatus <laughs> and not touring. But I would go. And I was actually pissed that they, I don't even think they went some, anywhere close to here when they toured. Oh, be, neither was neither was Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they were going to like small concert venues and stuff. At least they put some of them on uh, Facebook. Like they did, oh, that's like, what, they, did, like, they did live videos. I'm like, oh, at least I get to experience this. So uh, with Poppy, like I'll get into just a little bit of it right here. Like We're going to get into a way big on Pod Van Dam in like a week or two. But uh, it was it was a super, super, super small concert venue which like blew my mind because it's like oh i thought you uh i thought you were more famous than this <laughs> but at the same time i get it like your first tour you don't want to overestimate so it'd be better like it's the rock and roll express theory of life where it's better to say you sold it out that's true yeah like it's better to say like oh wow we sold so many tickets in chicago we're adding an early show instead of saying like we sold 300 tickets <laughs> like it's way better to say hey we sold it out all right, back to. I was gonna say, yeah, no. If you want to, if you people want to get into Poppy, we will have it on Pod Van Dam. Like next up, we have the pregame and postgame prayer match with yes. Dominic Greeny versus All Ego Ethan Page, and I rank this match up there with Tracy Williams versus uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Just the feel of the match, and it's mainly because uh, how Dom wrestles. It was just so identical, and I felt like it was with the wrestling. It was very intense. No pun intended. Yeah, which is crazy because uh, despite Ethan Page being one of my favorite wrestlers, I never think of Ethan Page wrestling. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ethan Page technician never crosses my mind. Like, it's always Ethan Page entertainer. Well, that's like when I was told recently that um, someone thought of Ethan Page as a comedy wrestler because that's all they see him as. And I'm like, really? What? Like, like, I don't see him as a comedy wrestler. I see him as what we see in AIW. I I think if anyone's seen Hell on Earth from, like, the Ricky Shane Page match for Mm -hmm. the title, Mm -hmm. Ethan Page is not a comedy wrestler. He can be a very terrifying man at points. He 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 scared the shit out of me during that Ricky Shane page match i cheered for him and i yelled real big like i always do and then he stared me down for like 15 seconds it was fucking horrifying and then like some of his promos he's he's cut in yeah you have been phenomenal oh i don't know that i need to go on another podcast to sing the praises of ethan page but like yeah i don't know ethan page i've said it for a long time now he, he can do it all like i don't I don't like the fact that we still have him 
on independent wrestling. Like, we're being blessed right now. Like, we really, really are. Uh, with surprising end. Very, uh, yeah. very surprising end. Dominic Greeny catches Ethan Page mid-Swanton into an armbar for the win. I had to, uh, as a giant Ethan Page, I was going to say fan, but I will go as far as saying Mark. A giant Ethan Page Mark. I had to watch him tap out. And then also look across that ring to see Jimmy Lloyd, the person that beat him in uh, the clusterfuck at Joey Janela's show. Mm-hmm. And just see, it was like two upset Ethan Page ones happening at me at the same time. And I just didn't know how to take it. But uh, I was happy because I love Dom. Like, Dom's great. That's a, It's a huge win for him. Huge win. Yeah, especially coming out of uh, Absolution and the loss to Filthy Tom Lawler. This was, I think, a perfect pick-me-up win at Mount Karma for uh, for him and pretty pretty good yeah so if it was anybody but dom i would be complaining because like i just don't see where they're going with ethan page what about and i think he's a he's i think he's a big enough name that you need to have a plan for him what about chandler park um <laughs> i uh so i talked to him at intermission mm-hmm. and i said i can't wait to see your match on impact and he informed me, which I don't think a lot of people know, so I'm going to say it right now. It's more than one match. He's on a couple tapings. Yeah, he said he, because uh, I, I got talked to him, I think, before the show. He's on a lot of backstage segments. And there's, I mean, there's in-ring segments, but there's still a lot of backstage segments. And it's leading up to January. And I think I even, I don't know if he told me or someone else told me in a conversation with him that it's, he could be written off. And yeah. he, he could come back, so it's kind of open, so. From what I understood, it's based on whether they do the next tapings in Canada or not. Yeah, which... But, uh, yeah, I, ta- I talked to him in their mission. I was super stoked to hear that if I watch Impact, I'm going to be able to see him on it, which is which is cool. Uh, and I dig the name. I didn't get to ask him, but I'm sure it is, right? It's got to be. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's really, really cool. Good for him. It's awesome when awesome people have awesome things happen to them. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that there's a shocking ending. Big win for Dom. Hopefully Dom is moving on to bigger things, but at the same time, I wish we wish I wish we knew what was going on with Ethan in AIW, and we had a like a storyline for him. Not so much a plan, but I wish we had a storyline for Ethan Page. But you know what? I think Ethan Page, for the most part of the past almost five years, ever since he's come into AIW, he's kind of had a role. He's kind of had a story. Whether even going back to his allegiance with Lewis Linden for a brief period of time, like he's always had something. And if it he didn't, it didn't last long. So if we have an extended period of time where there's nothing really linking Ethan Page to a, any type of story or something, like I think that's fine because he also though uh, Pod Van Dam, we just signed Ethan Page to a contract. I seen that too. I seen cool. that. <laughs> So the only problem that I found on it... That he has to work with Vince Russo. Uh, no, he agreed to it. I informed him before he even signing it. I said, Ethan, if you work for Pod Van Dam, you're going to have to work with Vince Russo. He said, I will add it to the contract. But uh, we couldn't figure out a day to start. And once again, uh, because of Poppy, I picked 336. Turns out it's not a date. <laughs> I've seen that too. March 36 is not a date. So I don't, I don't know what that means. We're going to have to talk further. I might have to buy him two different Taco Bell gift cards. Sounds How like, genius is that though, by the way? Sounds like a plan. How genius is those contract, are those contracts? I didn't notice it until I seen your picture. I didn't either. I just went over to like, I was, uh, I was just walking by the merch table and he like said hi. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And Ricky, uh, Shane Page is by him. So I was like, oh, I want to congratulate Ricky on everything with CZW and all that. And I saw the contracts and I just, I was like, oh, Jesus, like 
Ethan, I need a contract. <laughs> like, Yeah, when he comes back, as far as I know, he's coming back at the end of the month. I'll, I'll do something like that because I think that is so hilarious. Oh, he's real. Like, yeah, it's fun. Like, he has fun signing those things. You can tell. It's. I like it when wrestlers find something and it's really innovative. Like, Me too. Like Cole Cabana for a while had it where, uh, like, what, he would draw a picture of you <laughs> was one of the things. Um, DCR had prescriptions. I never got a... Uh, that was so cool. Yeah, I always thought was that was really, really cool. Oh, I can't think of any ones off the top of my head, but I know those are the ones that stick I hope out. he brings that back sometime. He needs, I don't want to take a shot at him, but he needs to be in a match. Love, love DCR, though. I actually have a plan of something I want to do with DCR here on this show. I'm not going to really talk about it until it happens, but I got struck with a genius idea earlier in the week or yesterday and sent, well, good. Him, somebody, sent him the idea. Somebody needs to, because I'm worried about him. I, I saw him wearing a backwards hat like Brian Carson at Hell on Earth. I'm very concerned. Well, I had an idea for him to use on this show, but I'm not going to say what. Oh, good. But under, Keep under, it. understand, like, hopefully it'll be coming within the next couple. Um, anyway, next up, we had the big, big, I think it was a 10-man tag match. Uh, AJ Gray, Gary the King Baller, Trey Lamar, Joshua Bishop, and Malcolm Monroe III versus Weird Body, Worldwide, Dick Justice, Philly Collins, and Marino Tenaglia. Thank God. Was this easier to tweet now with 280? Oh my god, it was. And there was plenty more room. I was so happy. It was this was the first match that I got to test out 280, um, at least at an AAW show. I haven't ran into anything doing uh OCW, and I don't know about what Caden has done with uh, PCW, but so happy. And I someone actually did tweet out it was at ringside guy the tailgate guys said good thing twitter ahead and more than 140 characters i was like yep hashtag 280 so uh with this match uh i just convinced myself that the mystery partner was going to be philly collins not that it would have been a disappointment it's the logical solution but when it's a mystery partner your mind can't help but like try to figure out who's going to be in like big names so i i convinced myself it's philly collins so i would not be disappointed Philly Collins was the name that I expected, but then sometimes I have to get a wild card idea ready, like with Mance Warner or uh, what was the other names we threw out? Uh, Joshua Bishop. And, I, and honestly, not Joshua Bishop because he's in the match. Uh, Joshua Singh. Josh Singh. Um, we were thinking before the show, and ironically enough, what ended up happening later in the weekend, thought maybe it's Alex Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a tweet that was put out by Weird Body that made it sound like it could be him but it wasn't and then sunday afternoon it was announced that alex daniels is not retiring which i'm very 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 happy to hear uh, me too i really like alex daniels there was a part of me that was hoping it was all a work it didn't sound like it was necessarily a work it sounded like it was just a premature decision that he decided to go against I was so, gonna say, it sounded like brother legitimately hated wrestling for a minute which yeah i, I think he just burned himself up huge I'll say congrats, but you know, big up to to uh, Alex Daniels. I'm just glad that he's not like so weirded out by the fact that he said he was gonna be done that like he felt like he couldn't go back from it. You know what I mean? Well, it was like, kind of the good thing that he had so many months pl- uh, booked ahead of time, or just he had so many matches, and then obviously this one now, which was supposed to be his last one, so he had enough time to think about it. Now, like I'm sure he'll be an awful one. I just hope we get him back in AIW. 
I have no idea, but I have heard it's not sounding likely. But I don't, I don't hundred percent know. I didn't figure because when he said uh, the only positive thing he said about wrestling during that time was that he was going to miss the Alpha One crowd because they were the only one that truly got behind his stupid Ben Affleck gimmick. And it's like, oh my God, no, Alex Daniels, that's that's what made me love you. Like Ben I, Affleck's my favorite actor. Like I totally got behind that. I thought a lot of AIW did too. I, right? I don't get where he's coming from with that. Like, I thought we all really, really got behind that. I thought that and the no strings attached, like, it was, he turned Especially no strings attached. Yes, absolutely we did, because we're a bunch of fucking weirdos, and that show is hilarious. <laughs> whenever he came up with that, he turned a corner. Not he came up with that, but whenever that came about, he really turned a corner, and he was... And almost like it finally clicked, not necessarily with him and wrestling, just with the crowd. Like that was something that a lot of people were able to get behind. I don't, I mean, granted, it's weird going to AIW shows and like maybe things aren't as over as you think they are. Like going back and rewatching things and, or maybe just stopping in the middle of a show. Cause I think I did this a couple of times during this show and listen to everybody else's reaction or no, it was, I think some of the videos that I took, like listening to them. And I was just like, wow, that seemed like a bigger thing when we were, I was there. Could it be out cause I was in it. Could it be just not picking that up. I wonder if it's something similar like that with, you know, how he felt like he was being perceived but i i was a huge fan of access and i even said when i interviewed greg about how how awesome he was doing and i thought he could have been instant champ for another freaking year i'd have loved it yeah and uh it was just the right level of like creepy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it was just creepy enough to be entertaining especially in today's climate but yeah uh, alex daniels wasn't in this match <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know who was who? Uh, somebody that I found out is one of my new favorite wrestlers via a GIF, AJ Gray. Oh, dude, AJ Gray is freaking crazy. Have you seen that little video of him hitting that, uh, what is it? It's like a Phoenix Splash, kind of? I can't think. It's it's that crazy movie hit off the top rope. Yeah, I think I got a, I think I got a video. That hopefully will be out on YouTube soon. I'm trying to figure um, out how to upload somebody, to my phone. Somebody recorded it from the opposite side of where we sit. And you see me start standing up the minute AJ Gray steps on the middle rope. And I lose my mind when AJ Gray drops off that top rope. So between that and like Back to the Future Cup, I've, I've slowly started to realize AJ Gray is one of my favorites. Would it be a dick move if I were to try to change my seat or all of like people that sit on my side of the front row to move behind or in front of the hard cam? Because I've often thought about doing that. No, no, especially because those kind like, <laughs> um, no, like it's not like we're kind of the lively part is what I've always assumed. Like hard camera side, our end of the bleachers. Like I would try. But to at the same time, we're kind of the people who hate everything too. I don't know. I don't think it'd be a dick move if you all moved. Not at all. But I would. I, we would move facing the bleachers, like with the hard cam. I've often thought about yeah. moving on that. Side. Yeah. I think it. Well, no, I don't like. It's, I, it's all front row. If you bought front row tickets, then you brought front row tickets. But okay, this is how I look at it. Ever since I've been going to AIW, I've kind of had a seat, or like roughly where where I like sitting. If I don't sit in that that part. I'm kind of annoyed. Or if someone tries to take it, I'm annoyed. Back when it was at Turner's Hall, the first show that we went there, me and a couple people, we got the front row right across from the entranceway, which actually we had hard cam right behind us. Actually, no, originally hard cam was on the stage, and then it was eventually moved behind us. But anyway, we that is pretty much was our spot up until we left, and then coming into Mount Carmel, we've been sitting the same kind of front row area. And then especially after the second, or after the very first one, when we went to the second show, then that's when they started the, okay, if you want front row tickets, you got to pay an extra price. It's not first come, first serve for seats. It's not GA anymore. So since then, we've all been kind of sitting in the roughly the same place. So the way I look at it is like, I have a place I sit every time too, mm -hmm. but it's like college classes where nobody has assigned seats. 
So like if somebody takes your seat, you can't you you honestly can't get pissy about it. I mean you can't get pissy, but I feel at the same time it's almost like a respect thing. Nah, man, because there's people like uh like Rick. Uh, he sits in a different he gets front row seats. He sits in a different part every time. Nah, I don't think no, I don't think you're, I think you'll all be fine. Sit wherever the hell you want, especially if we get there early enough. That means you're way more dedicated than those people. Like you're fine. <laughs> oh, now with that new five o'clock start time. Well, not start time, but we can't get there before five. Ugh, fuck, it sucks. Because <laughs> now it's like oh shit. Now I got to figure out what I'm gonna do for extra amount of time before. Go to the venue and just hang out. Which I mean, that's another whole thing of why this is called Wrestling Cheers, just because we we go to a show early to just hang out. Oh yeah, uh, we had to. Uh, me and my friend got there about forty five minutes before doors opened, mm-hmm. so we just got to walk down Gordon Square and find a bar. It was awesome. I didn't know there's so much awesome shit on Gordon Square. So much cool shit in that area, right? It's really it's a really really cool area. And then going back to the Ted Man Tag Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a cool match. That it was freaking. Uh, no consequences did exactly what I want them to do, and that's a lot of crazy, stupid shit. Which, the ending of this match was really good. The fact that MM3 did a, if I got this correct, pump handle sl- a pump handle driver, but Trey Lamar stole the pin. Yeah, which like kind of adds to the theory that MM3 is not a part of No Consequences. And then, it, now we're seeing the, the tension between MM3 and No Consequences. Chase Oliver could very well be back soon. Yeah. And now it's going to be going back to who is MM3 going to bring? Is, is this going to be something we're going to worry about with no consequences? Is it almost like what PB Smooth is going through, but with MM3 and him getting a group of people? Because technically we did have that at, I believe it was, was it under the 36 Chronic Chambers? Or was that another, which show was that, that Chase got hurt? Chase got hurt at Chronic Chambers. That's right. So there was that team with Malcolm Monroe the third. I want to say, I want to say Myron Reed was on the, in that match, not 100% sure. And No, Myron Reed was... No, no, I saw my and Dom. I saw that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's something I think we will we'll see going forward. Which is cool. Like, once again, I know we said this a lot. That's an awesome Tequila Jacks build, or a Music Links build. Mm-hmm. Then we went into intermission, and when we came out of it, we had Gringo Loco versus Lewis Linden. Uh, not much hype put behind this match. This was a, a weird match that we did on the preview show because there was no official graphic for it, but it was on the flyer. And AIW has really been good about matches like the past two shows at Mount Carmel. The opening match has not been announced, and there hasn't been much going up uh, on the match coming out of intermission, which last show was matthew justice versus um why am i blanking uh mjf i kept wanting to think malcolm Monroe the third i'm like no no it's an m but mjf maxwell jacob friedman i i think this was a really good match i just don't have uh much of a comment to say loose linden won via dragon sleeper yeah nothing much to say it was great it was a really good match gringo loco uh i don't get to see him as a singles match uh usually he's in tag match or like scrambles but this this is really good I don't think it was it was at this point during the night. It was actually announced earlier, but I, I put this on the Twitter feed that it was announced that the AIW February show, which we do have uh, a date for now as I attempt to pull it up really quick. April 23rd at Our Lady of Mount Carmel at We've Got a Dilemma. It will feature the wrestler formerly known as Emma. How do you say your first name again? Tennille. Tennille. Tennille Dashwood. It took me, it took me a while like while I was tweeting that to find her Twitter handle because it's changed. Normally, wrestlers keep their WWE handle, 
Yeah, dude, Gobbles was Impact Doc forever. <laughs> yeah, because it's they get verified, and yeah. they don't want to change their handle until they can get verified immediately again. So they keep the handle around. I was looking up like WWE Emma or whatever Emma WWE whatever it was. So and of course someone already took it. It's like yeah, I know that's not you. So I had to like Google search it and find out what her new handle was. But and what's crazy is like they announced it on Friday, which I don't know if I was supposed to tweet it out, but this is the way I looked at it as they weren't going to officially announce it, but you announced it to a crowd so yeah anybody in that crowd could have tweeted it out so i was like fine i'm tweeting out the result beca- uh, because it's it wasn't mentioned and then so it's not a spoiler it just happened yeah. <laughs> like, and monday it seemed like that was the big announcement across social media not like just aiw but uh, i went on emma's instagram story and she had like six announcements of matches and everything she's going to be in. Like, she, I know she's going up against uh, Britt Baker at Remix. And she's got yeah, and book. somebody's booked her against Angelina Love. <laughs> what? It's not talking. <laughs> that's what I like. But, so, that's something we get to look forward to. And what's crazy, I, I already bought my ticket, because I how I have to get front row, or just, I feel like I love front row, I need to get it type thing. It's my own problem. But the fact that they already announced at one point, they're like, oh, we're already 50% sold out. Oh, we have, now and then was like, oh, we have x amount left i was like fuck damn perverts freaking <laughs> buying up your front row seats immediately <sighs> like i haven't even bought the music link show well the wet bandits or rulers of the world they're gonna have they're gonna be so many uh so many really nice camera lenses um ed baddis will be one of them uh <laughs> he makes that joke but at shimmer man there are a lot of professional cameras there i i really i'm not saying I sympathize but i feel bad for women independent wrestlers oh yeah absolutely because i mean i don't know what it's like to be a stripper but i've seen the movie strip tease and i kind of you kind of see what happened in that movie and you can only imagine in real life it's even worse and I, I just picture women female wrestlers being the same shit. Um, I'm not friends with any women female wrestlers, but I'm friends with girls that have been strippers. And I can tell you, female independent wrestlers have it way worse just based on social media. Like, if you're a stripper, you just have to deal with them in that place. Like, Jordan Grace has to deal with people talking about her ass to her constantly. Like, it never ends. I really like Jordan Grace. I just have one minor bone to pick with her. There was like one night she was eating like really, I should say one night. She kind of, she has this attitude sometimes where she's like kind of bitchy. Oh, no, no. I, you're, you don't have to defend Jordan Grace to me. I think yeah. she's a garbage human being. But but I remember I, I seen her uh, post about how she wants to thank all the people, people that tag her in tweets of like matches she's in. Like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't know I was in that match. Yeah. I almost re- replied, but I'm like, you've never wrestled in Northeast Ohio or even Ohio. Ohio in general that I know of, so I don't have to worry about it. Like, when I tweet from Wrestling Cheers and I tag somebody in it, it's not for you. It's actually for people who see that to know who you are. Like, like you're great and all, but it's not all about you. It's If I just say, oh, this person won a match, if people have never heard of you, they're going to go, okay, I don't know who that is. But if I can tag something, people go, oh, this is this person. Oh, this is oh. more about them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Perfect example is Dom... Uh, Dom's first match in AIW, I didn't, I didn't catch his name or anything, and I tweeted something about like, oh, well, the student scrambles is cool, and Matt Wadsworth tweeted me back right away, like, oh, you, you missed uh, tagging Dominic Greeny in it, and I was like, all right, cool, yeah, great, yeah, I, th- and then I had his Twitter then, I was like, awesome, like, great, now I know who this guy is, I know his name, I got it. I had that with his match 
and Gary the King Baller's first match, both from Matt Wadsworth, like saying, hey, this is who it is. Matt Wadsworth is so good about getting Twitter out, Twitter names out. Like, yeah. really, he really is. Matt Wadsworth is a completely undersold member of AIW. Like, nobody really talks about him. But, like, I think Matt Wadsworth is awesome on commentary. He's really, really good about tweeting and, like, keeping AIW, like, especially title history lore going. Oh, dude, he's so good. Yeah, Matt's Wad- Matt Wadsworth is in the same bracket as me as, like, Jeremy Borash, where, like, you're so underplayed on stuff you do. Like, you do not get the props you deserve. Uh, Moving on, we, we had the match that we, we slightly talked about. We had Filthy Tom Lawler versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, and uh, Filthy Tom Lawler won via Styles Clash. It's kind of like what you said. This is a freaking just really good match. Oh, God, they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I I, I got to get explanation exactly what uh, Filthy Tom Lawler's getup was this time. Because he, he always has a story behind it. It's, it's linked to something. And nor- normally, too, I think it has to do with his opponent. But this time it looked like he was just wearing a wolf mask because when, yeah. he, when, he, when he took it off, he looked like like one of those werewolves you would see on TV like back in the day. I, yeah, I, do, I literally don't know what it was about at all. But it could like we could get it in an AIW podcast later. Like we found out like the gimp costume was just because he was feeling horny. I thought it was because he was going up against Dom. What does that have to do with it? Dom. Dom. Oh, Dom. Got it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then right. he was throwing bones at him. Okay. Bone collector. Bone collector. Yeah. Um, um, wolf. I don't know. I thought it was just because he looked like a werewolf under his under the mask, like though his sideburns and everything looked like a werewolf. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, he explains it on his podcast on Filthy Four, or at least someone gets a hold of us and explains exactly. Oh what God! That was anybody, about. please tweet it and tell. I, I felt like this match is where we really started to set the pace for the second half of the evening. And like I said before, I think Filthy Tom Lawler is going to be a title contender soon. I think he could potentially be a Jaylet winner, a Gauntlet winner, just a random freaking title win winner. Gotta happen. And I it, hope so. And it would be a nice fuck you to somebody. Else. I, I'm I'm not on that train. <laughs> I think that this is a free market, and that is a human being that just chose to work at a different place, and that is fine. And does not reflect poorly on anyone involved but i would love her filthy tom lawler to get an absolute title shot up next we had cole cabana versus jimmy jacobs and jimmy jacobs won via spike to the head which actually i did get a video of how this ended um it will be on the youtube video if if when i get that thing loaded but i felt like this wasn't a cole cabana match that i was used to but i it was like a clash of styles and even there was that moment where jimmy jacobs said something along the lines of you know just go ahead and punch me just anything but that comedy crap or how, however he yeah like basically that. told him to quit being a clown yeah and wrestle and that was like oh i've never yeah seen someone say that cabana but that's when the match like picked up yeah uh jimmy jacobs did not get a biggest pop as i thought he would um i don't know if that's just me the fact like jimmy jacobs is legit like jimmy jacobs is one of my favorite five wrestlers ever like mm-hmm. i've been super into jimmy jacobs my entire like since i started watching indie wrestling and he was like jumping jimmy on the pogo stick in iwams like but a huge jimmy jim a uh, huge jimmy jacobs fan so i was really really excited to see him uh so i maybe in my brain i was just like oh my god it's gonna be like a young bucks pop <laughs> like I don't know. But I have to remember that uh, – so the first AIW show I went to was the first one after Jimmy Jacobs left AIW. Oh, damn. So to you guys, you've only not had Jimmy Jacobs for like two or three years. So it's not – he's not like been gone terribly long, but long enough that you guys are like, you're happy he's back. But not like, oh my god, we're going to lose our shit. For me, I haven't seen Jimmy Jacobs wrestle since WrestleMania 25 weekend. 
So, like, this was a huge deal for me. And, yeah, I was not super impressed as to anything that was going on until Jimmy Jacobs basically told Cole Cabana to quit being a clown and wrestle him. And I was like, right on. This is Jimmy Jacobs. Like, this is this is going to be good. And then the – but I, I I don't ever want to criticize Cole Cabana because I really like him a lot. But I don't know if that was the right opponent, especially with the finish. Like, man, if you're going to – like, if you don't want to play, don't, don't take the spike spot. You know what I mean? I – he just like it was very. It, uh, I think the fact that because it was Cole Cabana, it made it seem comical. I think my, my big question is what was the card originally looking like, and that's something I hope we find out on the okay. AIW podcast because you know Cabana said he was going to be a part of this before Jimmy Jacobs was. I think he mentioned that he was going to be at this show, and normally he's at one of the last two shows a year uh, at the main shows. So I figure he had to have a different opponent, but who? I don't know if anybody on that card besides maybe jody fleisch but even then like i don't know if that that 100 percent fits for jimmy no for cabana oh, for colt yeah um because a lot of this was announced before he got released so yeah. jimmy jacobs was not uh maybe colt would have had uh marino's spot in the 10 man tag <laughs> maybe you know what i mean because like it, w- it would have been weird like just marino being in there without philly collins so maybe that was originally colt cabana hmm Maybe. Because that'd be, like, that's a cult match, a 10-man tag. Like, you don't got to do a lot. Just go in there and play funsies, man. Like, that's what Coco Man is all about. And I think that's what made the Jimmy Jacobs match work so well, is the, that when Jimmy Jacobs was done playing funsies. But I think the fact that Coco Cabana, uh, the fact that Coco Cabana plays funsies is what made the finish not work. Because if Coco Cabana runs out of a ring holding his head, it's going to be comical no matter what. Yeah. So I think if you wanted to do the spike finish but not have someone blade on it, Cole Cabana was not the cat to do that with. I think it's funny. I'm pretty sure that I've seen Jimmy Jacobs wrestle. Like, I was just like, the first time I've seen him wrestle to now is the same, was within the time that you haven't seen. I first seen him when he debuted in PWO slash Prime Wrestling. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. Feud with Johnny Gargano. But that's what Jimmy Jacobs was like, everybody's main heel. Oh, like, even AIW said he he was like the go-to guy in at, for last-minute booking. AIW. Oh, definitely. It was like, oh, shit, we need somebody. Hey, uh, Jimmy. And, or, like, you need somebody to lead your heel stable. Oh, the forgot. Jimmy so Jacobs. Good. It's like uh, the Chikara, their closing stable with the flood. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that Jimmy Jacobs leads every heel stable was the reason why Jimmy Jacobs was booked as the leader of the flood. It's because, well, it's indie wrestling, and Jimmy Jacobs leads every heel stable. Like, yeah, man. Oh, I'm just so glad Jimmy's back. Like, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see his next match in AIW. Uh, not that this one was disappointing. I just, I think it was weird. I think it was a weird match. I think definitely we'll see Jimmy Jacobs again soon. And then Cabana's Cabana. Yep. Like, that's like, the thing about Cabana. It actually does make sense to, to go up against Jimmy, because this doesn't hurt him. He'll come back. You'll forget what his last match was, and it'll be Cole Cabana versus, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you can put Cole Cabana in anything at this point. Mm-hmm. It's Cole Cabana. Up next, we had the Triple Threat Tag Team match. Into Infinity and Beyond, Colin Delaney and Cheech versus the Jollyville Fuckets, Nasty Russ and Team Money versus the Young Studs, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan. And simply, I mean, this was another match that just went everywhere. The, the finish was Colin Delaney and Cheech pinning, uh, I don't have it down who it was, but pinning one member from each team, uh, a powerbomb lung blower combo. 
according to Caden results. The big question now is who who the hell is next for two infinity and beyond? Like they've beaten everybody. Uh, they absolutely have. And I have no answer for that. I was just thinking about that today. When you asked me to be on the podcast, I, just, I thought about this match and I thought who's next. I have nobody. I don't know. I have nobody. The dream team of Tracy Williams versus a returning to America, not being banned Tyson Dukes. No, no, I don't want to see it anymore. I know it's been two years. I don't care. But no, I don't you, want to see it anymore. You just have the match two more times. Two freaking... more times? No. no. Uh, at least one more to where... Ah, that's true. It's I, been so many times. I'm just trying to think who the fuck is going to beat this Jimmy team. Olsen and Cloudy. Oh, God. Caden won't know who to, who to root for. He hates doing Infinity and Beyond, and he hates Cloudy. But that would be a fun, fun tag team. That's, that's, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't. Because that, that's the question a lot of us have been asking. I, I mean, it's ever since this match ended. Like, who the hell do you put up against them? Like, who's beating them? Which, I guess, that's what you want. You do want it to be who's going to beat these guys. Who's going to beat So, when they throw a random tag team up against them and they win, like, what this other team wins, it's going to be, oh, my God. They, they lost the title. It reminds me when... <sighs> Uh, Batiri were the AEW Tag Team Champions. It didn't seem like they were going to lose them. Granted, they weren't on the same kind of streak, but I mean, they were the freaking Batiri. And then, ooh, that would be a great thing to beat them. But anyway, uh, they had a random match against Hope and Change, Veda Scott and Gregory Iron. And oh, Veda Scott and Gregory Iron win and become champions. And like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Well, shit, Jimmy Lloyd was there. So how about Jimmy Lloyd and somebody? Jimmy Lloyd and literally anybody. Anything to get Jimmy Lloyd on this card. What if we're building to the weird world? <gasps> I would love it. I would love every part of it. Like, what if, what if they're the next AIW Tag Team Champion? Um, then part of me, like, okay, now I, I know I just said I'm, I'm, I'm into it in every part of it, but then part of me wants to be like, why'd you have them lose at Music Links then? Because that'd be the perfect place for them to win. So we've already fucked it up. So I mean, that necessarily doesn't fuck it up because you could easily have a rematch and win the title. I mean, that's... Yeah, but they were undefeated. That was a perfect time to just put it on them. That was perfect. I mean, they teased it. I did, and we all... Like, we even knew. Like, listen, we all knew that that belt was going back. We all still lost our shit. Yeah. Yeah, other, unless we pull a tag team that hasn't been in AIW in a little while, like maybe, I don't know, the Carnies. Or two singles guys. Put two singles guys together. Like, uh, I don't know. Who's not doing anything? PB and uh, Eddie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's what Two Infinity Beyond like was at first, right? It's just two singles guys they put together. Pretty much. Yeah. So like, what? Fuck it. Why not try it again? No, the fuck it's lost. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's going to be the big question. I think right now, is to infinity beyond the longest reigning AIW champion? That is a Matt Wadsworth question, and he will know it. <laughs> he will know the answer to that question. I say longest reign of the current champion, because obviously there's other records and everything involved, but the Norse it Shayna, really close. But if Shayna has to forfeit to officially forfeit, that would definitely put to infinity and beyond in the driver's seat. That stat. We'll find out. We'll get there. <laughs> Up next, we had DJVZ versus Laredo Kid versus M Dog Matt Cross versus Jody Fleisch. And there was a, a note that I put out there. There was no Grandma Cross. No. At this match. Oh. And I was very sad because Grandma Cross is the best. She's the highlight of every show that she is a part of. And yeah, she was sadly missed. But uh, this match, I think, is going to be basically remembered for one spot, right? Oh. 
Um, I've never heard an entire wrestling show make the same noise at one time. But when Jody Fleiss's shins hit that guardrail, everyone went, oh. Like, that was on the my side of the barricade. How loud was it? <sighs> loud. But I didn't. I couldn't see him hit because I, I wasn't, like, standing up or anything. And okay. it was just more or less crack. Oh, shit. And so my I- first thought when his shins hit was uh, the, that I hope somebody caught him so his head and neck didn't hit first. Because that was a very, very high moonsault. And then I was sitting with Andy from Road Home from Wrestling and another another guy. And they are, at least Andy, he was at the show that the hooligan, or the one hooligan, did a similar spot and shattered his leg or whatever it was. Like, or like, like a bone was sticking out and all this stuff. Like a really, really bad, uh, bad uh, incident. And it was, it felt like the same like reaction. He even like immediately said the same thing. I was like, oh my God, this reminds me of the hooligans. But, you know, Jody Fleisch walked off. We thought everything was okay. He, you know, he was there after. After the show, signing autographs, getting pictures, everything was okay. Then we find out the next day that after all that was said and done, he went to the hospital. What a tough bastard. Oh, dude, like, that's fucking amazing. But, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, I can't even tell you who won that match. Because that's kid. literally all I remember from it is that Jody Fleisch. Yeah, Laredo Kid won via Spanish Fly. The Good. thing, the thing about this match—he's a match, TV star. <laughs> the thing about this match, it was just spot after spot. Yeah. And like when I was trying to take Instagram videos, I was trying to find the right moment to start because normally you can tell when certain sequences are starting, but this was just like one right after the other. And fuck, fuck, what am I? Like, I need to record something. Eventually, I'd just be like, all right, I'm starting here, and then I get like 15 good seconds from the Instagram stories, and you know, try to play on another one. Just oh my god, was, like I, I said, like this whole second half was building, and then especially these last three, and this led us, I think, perfectly in the definitely, which we will get to. Nick Gage versus Tim Dons for the AIW Absolute Championship. Who's the fucking man? Welp, after a crazy fucking battle, a lot of great back and forth, a cheese grater battle we had. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, so stoked for the cheese grater. Uh, we had a new absolute champion crown, Nick fucking Gage. So what was the count on, uh, did Caden make any of these weapons? I thought most of them. Did not. they all get used or were there any that, once again, like they were like, no, Caden, we cannot do this. No, I don't think anything was turned down. I think there was one that they, oh, they might not have used or didn't have that much damage. Like I know there was, a, I think, I think there might've been two thumbtack bats. Okay. One that I remember. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have a, a horrifying champion. Like that's cool to have a champion that I'm I'm scared of. <laughs> I it's kind of what I've said before. Everything we've had going on with Nick Gage and Tim Dons to finally get this payoff. I'm I mean I'm wondering what's next for Nick Gage. What's next for Tim Dons? Will there be a rematch? Will there be a next man up type thing against Nick Gage? A lot of great matches you can put with Nick Gage. I mean, eventually someone's gonna beat him, but I, I I was really happy about this. I'm really hard on Dons on a lot of shit but i will admit seeing nick gage beat him like they made all his title reign tim don's title reign just worth it because there's, there's that part or the crowd that hates him and they found the perfect guy and we're they were waiting for this perfect guy to go up against tim don and like i've said before the story we had the two years while he was gone when nick gage was gone it's just i love it oh this is the perfect match for them to have like their second match against like it was a borderline death match I would say uh, it was it was just great. They beat the shit out of each other. It was awesome. Yeah, Nick Gage coming out champion. Uh, and the coolest thing about that is, for the first time in a while, we get to wonder like, well, what what's what's next from here? Because Tim Don's pretty much always had planned out storylines from the time he won the belt until now. So now it's like this is a whole fresh new slate. Like who is who is gonna beat Nick Gage? 
before he has to go back to prison because of a probation violation. <laughs> I don't think he's going back. I hope not. God, I, I hope not. But uh, yeah, this is, good. this is fun. Like, I'm excited. I'm really excited for the next. Like, I, I don't I don't know if Nick Gage is the dude that's going to hold it all the way into absolution. But like, I think this will be a fun this will be a fun run. Like, it's unexpected. And that's what will be cool about it. Yeah. Uh, any any more thoughts about this match? No, I'm just uh, I think Dom's still going to rematch. But past that, like, it's all open. Like, it's cool. For the first time in, like, a while, it's cool. Like, we, we don't know what's going to go on with the absolute title. All right. I think that will wrap it up for the show. Any, uh, uh how would you, how would you rate the show? Um, what do you mean? Like, star-wise? We doing snowflakes? I need to figure out how, what rating system we're going to, I, I like letter grade for, for, I think, shows. Oh, letters then? Yeah, definitely. I can. Uh, I would say this is either an, an A- minus or a B plus. Like this is a really fun show. This is a fun show to attend live. I don't, I can't speak for how it's gonna turn out on DVD, Smartmark Video, but live, uh, this is a great, great show. Yeah, I think that's what what I agree. It's definitely at least I feel like a A minus because I mean there's ways this show could have been a lot better, but I don't feel like it was a disappointment. So within the realm of B plus A minus, there's nothing much else I could say. The, I don't think there was really a bad match on the card. Granted, we had a match with that wasn't in, uh, announced with everybody's least favorite wrestler on the card. We had another match that didn't have much build, and it was two former tag team wrestlers in a, in a match that started off the second half. So there's a lot, a lot of good and not much to be really disappointed about. So I think that's a that's a very fair. And I'm 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 uh, I'm excited for the next show. So that's really all I can ask for. All right. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs? Uh, last minute plugs? No, just Pod Van Dam. Uh, we just did our Halloween episode. Not just did. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we had our Halloween episodes. Our last episode. We're gonna have an episode coming up next. Uh, we're gonna talk about my Chicago trip, and I think we are gonna talk about. Uh, we're doing our favorite twenty matches, and we're gonna talk about the ladder match between the Hardys and Edge Christian for No Mercy. And uh, yeah, Pod Van Dam, check that out. Uh, <laughs> we we do episodes. We're we're a periodical at this point. <laughs> we're, 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 we get them out when they're out, and when that happens, they're I hope they're enjoyable. Of course, we got some things coming up with AIW. Three shows already announced. I think they're the next three shows. We have Friday, December 15th, special 8 o'clock start time, The Wet Bandits, which will feature Tracy Smothers versus Kikataro, and also another match announced, Mance Warner versus Dominic Greeny. Then we have, just two weeks later, Friday, December 29th, Rulers of the World featuring Psycho Sid Vicious Justice. You bringing a softball for him to sign? Um, no. I'm going to bring a broken leg. Oh, nice. <laughs> we have both bases covered then. We're good. <laughs> bases. Hey! And then AIW's pretty much taking a on almost another two-month break, far as I know, unless something, another um, music links, almost said music jacks, <laughs> if uh, another music link show pops up. But like we mentioned earlier, we've got a dilemma featuring... Tennille. Tennille. I'm going to get that name down. <laughs> I'm really bad at names that I've never heard, seen before. Uh, Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. formerly known as, which that's wrong, FKA, um, Emma in WWE. And that is Friday, February 23rd, 2018, 7.30 bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Now, I was thinking, should I wear a Oscar shirt? Should I wear a Leo Rush shirt? Or should I wear a Zack Ryder shirt? The correct answer um. is... <laughs> 
The correct answer is I only own one of those three. Guess which one? Zack Ryder? Zack Ryder. Nice. I've thought about it. I'm like, I could buy an Oscar shirt. Could buy a Leo. No, I don't know if I... I don't think I can buy a Leo Rush shirt anymore. Is his... Uh, no, his Pro Wrestling Tees store might still be open, because some people's are. I was just at the Pro Wrestling Tees uh, storefront, and they have, like, just a computer in there to order whatever shirt you want, just in case they don't have it. And I saw a bunch of people that are still in NXT that still have Pro Wrestling Tees stores. Is Johnny Gargano's up still? No. Sadly, no. No, Johnny Gargano's They just not. recently took that down, though. That wasn't up that long ago, and I almost bought a couple. But I think it was the I'm same sure. thing. I think... Yeah. I think Steen's was still open for a while, too. Yeah. Because he had a lot of good shirts that I never got a chance to buy that I almost bought. So those are the AIW shows that we have coming up. And, of course, my my final plugs, you can follow me at Heavyset330 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you decide to throw me a Facebook friend request, like, let me know why you're adding me. Because I mean, I'll get random people adding me that are wrestling fans, and I see that they're common friends. But I feel like if I don't recognize you from a show or we haven't spoke at a show... I'm really less likely to add you. But if you say, hey, I'm an AIW fan. I go to the shows. I decide to send you a friend request. I'll be like, all right, cool. Like, I'll look for you next time. I'll learn a new face. That, But cause I think I had someone that I denied like a month ago. And then right after the show, like the next day, I got a friend request again from him. I'm like, he must be some fan that has never said shit to me. So, but anyway. So if you're going to do that, which it's Heavyset330 uh, on Facebook, but or Facebook.com slash Heavyset330. If you do it, let me know. I'll, I will add you. But if you want to follow Wrestling Cheers on those particular platforms, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers and please rate review and subscribe on apple podcast google play stitcher tune in youtube spotify and podbean and please head on over to whatamaneuver.net and pick yourself up a wrestling cheers hoodie a wrestling cheers t-shirt and hopefully sometime within the next year in 2018 we will have wrestling cheers buttons wrestling cheers stickers Ooh. Wrestling, maybe wrestling cheers hats, but all those have to be ordered straight through me. And I'm working on, I have, I have to talk to some print shops. I want to get wrestling cheers beer koozies. And those, nice. those yes. will be free. I'll get so Ooh. many made up and just pass them out for free as promotion. Cause that's technically most, I, I don't think I, I have a stack of them and I don't think I paid for a single beer koozie. I just get them for free. So that's the proper thing to do. But anyway, and of course, check out all the great shows here on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, the European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Luchat, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren Radio, Old School at the Movies, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other show, which is currently on hiatus, Hanging with Heavy, and check out all my podcast friends, such as Macho Men Radio, Chris Clem's Cast, Wingcast, a wingman podcast with Steve Guy, Let the Hate Flow Through You with Jeremy Shear, uh, Pod Van Dam. Never heard of it. Uh, the Road Home from Wrestling, the weekly wrestling podcast. Check out the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. Check out Thrift Store Jobber on Etsy, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, check out our friends over at Rebel Life Media. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you're Sean Schultz and everybody hates you. Ugh, it's the worst. Later. Bye. Bye.